It's the Double Doink Podcast with Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. The Double Doink Podcast is an unwrapped sports production. Hello, football faithful, and welcome to another episode of the Double Doink Podcast. I am your host, Brendan Deeg. You can hit me up on Twitter at EaglesTalk underscore. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, subscribe, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Help us out here. Give us a rating, a like, and subscribe, anything that can help us out. Um, so I was, uh, listeners know I was a little angry on after after day two of the, of the draft. Of course, Eagles with the controversy pick taking Jalen Hurts. However, I am feeling a little better. Um, day three did kind of, uh, did kind of put some, uh, put some happiness into me. If that makes any sense. Um, I was pretty furious, but you know what? Um, rightly so. I still, I'm still not a big fan of the pick. We're going to jump into that in a bit. No Eric Warner with us today. I do have Thomas Peterson of Philly sports network with us today, all the way from Denmark. Thomas, how are you doing today? How's it going? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great today. Uh, I think probably I was a little bit more calm about uh, the whole day two thing. I think that rattled everybody out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but definitely did not see it coming whatsoever. Quite a shock, um, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad afterwards. I, I feel really good about this draft. I will get a lot more into that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm, I was, I like day one and day three, just day two just keeps putting a, a sting <laughs> on me. I, I it's, well, we'll see how it goes, right? Like long off season. But um, before we get into it, tell the tell the listeners a little about yourself. Um, I know you have kind of a unique story getting into the Philadelphia fandom. So kind of uh, let the listeners know a little about yourself. Right. So uh, I'm yeah, qu- uh, quite a unique story. Like I never thought I'd be sitting here uh, at all. So I, I'm from a small town uh, in Denmark, about ten thousand people living in it, where I, I played football. So American football, Denmark is not a big sport. And when I started out. Uh, about 15 years ago, it was definitely not a big sport. Like we were just gathering around seven kids with a football, just bashing our head into into each other, and somehow we ended up being smart. Uh, or I guess <laughs> some would say, some would not. <laughs> um, so then I, I started got like I got up to the to the bigger leagues of, uh, leagues of Denmark, and it got to a point where like when I when I stopped a couple years ago because I became a physician, I decided to stop playing football myself. Um, then the, we, we had a pretty high level uh, in Denmark. We started recruiting a lot of the players that didn't get drafted into the NFL. So the competition level in Denmark certainly rise uh, rise a lot. So coming with that, um, when I got from my small school up to the to the big um, to, to kind of the, the the bigger leagues in Denmark, we started videotaping practices, and that was that was extreme for me. Like, wow, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. and, and basically, my, my problem was that there wasn't a lot of people breaking down the film. So I would start taking on the role of breaking down the defenses, breaking down the offense, like what we'd be doing when we were filming small drills and all that. I'll be going through the techniques with some of the, the coaches that I had um, on the national team in Denmark, where I played a few years. Um, and and so basically, that, that's how I learned uh, the ins and outs and and you know got into got into studying tape, and that's what I'm doing now to kind of you know, compensate for the lack of playing, playing football. You know, I, I kind of get my, my football satisfaction from not playing, but by watching film of college players and the Eagles players and all that. You can't be an athlete. You'd be an athletic supporter. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, you're, you're huge on uh, Philly Twitter. Um, you're one of my go-tos whenever I need to break down some film or any, I need to see a visual of any new player or current player or, past games for instance during the season you're always a go-to so keep up the good work man you're doing you're doing great um you're helping out everyone a lot so all right are you ready for this let's jump into this day three eagles get seven picks they wanted volume right, right? that's what they said they wanted um, before the draft last year Lots yeah this year. exactly right so they wanted volume there was a couple of moving uh wheeling and dealing on day three to kind of gather some more volume so what we're going right. to do here we're going to run through all seven uh, seven day three draft picks. Crazy to think. Seven day three draft picks. Eagles did. Thomas is going to spit off about two minutes on each draft pick so you guys can get to know them. All right, you ready, Thomas? All right, let's do it. You're going to have to stop me at some point. Bro. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with Kayvon Wallace, safety at a Clemson. Eagles take him with the fourth round, 127th pick. Go. Right, so Kayvon Wallace had a, a very disturbing uh, background in his in his early years, and and he, he he thankfully he got out of the out of his um out of his childhood uh, town, got into 
got into football and stayed faithful to that, did not get into trouble at all, despite all his his friends kind of going that direction, though. Uh, three-star prospect and, and balled out for three years uh, at Clemson. The thing about Wallace that really stood out to me when I watched the tape of him is that you had a, a class of safeties that was just filled with, with poor tacklers. You had um, like McKinney, Delpit, Duggar, Davis, all good like guys were good in coverage, but they, they didn't know how to tackle. If there's one thing uh, Jim Swartz puts an emphasis on, uh, you wouldn't believe it if you saw the way Sidney Jones and Ron Lowry play, uh, it's, uh, it's tackling. And, and, and Kayvon, Kayvon is, is he is absolutely the best. Like he even compared among the linebackers, he missed 7.9% of all his tackles and the way he, the way he tackles is violent, but it's safe. And that's, that's one of the best things you want from your safety. So he played in the box mostly, and he, he did an excellent job of transitioning hips, playing flat zones, hook curls, and even staying with, uh, with man of slot receivers a lot. And even though he could go vertical with guys, you saw him as a free safety at some times. He didn't line up there a lot, but when he did, he kind of missed some range. And that's what I believe got him, well, that and the deep safety class, like the receivers. I think that's what made him drop um, to the fourth round where the Eagles got him. Massive steal. To me, he was a second round uh, talent, and I'll take him there all, all day, every, every draft. Yeah, it seems to be a universal kind of good pick. Um, hey, look, we, we have we have success with Clemson Stacey's, right? We all know Brian Dawkins come from Clemson, so we've had success there in the past. Um, let's run into Jack Driscoll, fourth-round pick, 145th overall offensive line out of Auburn. Go. Right, so Driscoll is, uh, Driscoll is a great pick uh, because, I mean, one, of course they did not. They didn't. Uh, plan this, but he's going. He's going to be playing the same team as as Prince Tega. They've been playing at Auburn together, so that's going to be a, a great transition for him. Now, the thing Driscoll does well is that he played. Uh, he played a lot of guard in college, and he played a lot of tackle. Now, he did the same thing at Auburn, mostly tackle, but also a little bit a uh, little bit of guard there as well. Uh, PFF had a great stat on him that he's allowed four quarterback hits and seventeen hundred snaps, and to me that speaks volumes. I mean, some you should take PFF with a grain of salt, but. It speaks volumes to who he is and what he does well, because to he to him, athleticism and, and the ability to get off the line quickly with the first step, carrying a thick base to it, like when he meets contact and pass protection, he really delivers uh, power, and and he like he's been consistently great towards uh, like against pass. Rarely does he get beat a lot, but mostly when he does, it's it's because he gets a little bit out of position, setting up deep, and susceptible to some inside moves, but. Uh, I think size for him is what what pounded him down a little bit. Six foot five, mm-hmm. three hundred pounds, um, and 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 at the Shrine game, I believe he checked on even he checked checked in like under three hundred pounds as well. Um, so so yeah. has some has some things he has to work on. He needs to put on some uh, put on some weight. He needs to work a little bit more in the run game. But he could be your swing guard and come in as a tackle if he shines there. Yeah, it looks like the Eagles probably view him more as an inside uh, in- interior offensive lineman. I, I doubt he'll probably get any tackle time. Um, I don't like think said, he's going to get tackle time. At yeah, this point, exactly. they've got so many guys there. So probably yeah. he's he's like – and a fourth-round pick for a guy that you want to move inside is quite high. I mean, I, I, I would not be surprised to see him come in packages this year. Yeah, um, and you know what? Um, there was some word about him before the pre-draft process about potentially being the center. Um, I know he did take some reps for teams at center. No one knows if it's more for the Eagles' sake, if it's kind of – Look, let's see if he can do it more than, hey, maybe this guy is or right. uh, could be our backup center. So it's going to be interesting to see the way the Eagles work him across the line. That's something definitely to watch kind of going in towards OTAs and training camp. All right, fifth right, round pick, sure. 168th overall wide receiver, John Hightower of Boise State, the guy that everyone's excited about. Tell us right. a little bit about John Hightower. I really like uh, John H- uh, John Hightower a lot now. I did not have the highest of grades on him going into the draft. And when I look at my notes on him, I don't really see why. <laughs> He's one of the guys that I, I think I got caught up in, in, in the division that he played and, and kind of the competition that he played against. So about him, he, um, he, he, has, he has great speed. First of all, like he has good speed that he won't blow you off the charts from his combine. I think he ran in the mid four fours. Uh, but but the thing about him that he can separate and once he has separation, he keeps separating. He's not one of those guys who's going to get caught up um, by the cornerback or DB once he gets um, once he gets the separation he wants. He has some OK wiggle in his route. And thing about John that stood out uh, to me 
from from uh, from all the other wide receivers. There's a lot of good wide receivers in this draft. Let's not kid ourselves. But when he was going on streak routes, he was one of the most disciplined guys in terms of selling his route. Like you'd see a lot of college uh, wide receivers just depending on being faster than the guy in front of them. So when they release, they would just outside. Uh, they'll just pursue the out, uh, outside immediately, not giving any head fakes, not making any inside steps to kind of to kind of uh, set off the DB. And when the DB was outside shaded of him, you'd see him naturally transfer to an inside uh, to an outside step first, then go inside and separate. Like most guys, you see, it was you saw with JJ Otega Whiteside in his first year with the Eagles. Even though the cornerback was outside shaded, he would still try to win the outside, and he would end up getting bumped out of the um, out of the the route and not being. A potential target for Wentz. Now, John doesn't do that, and I love that about him. And he tracks the ball well. Uh, he looks like a natural catching deep balls, which is something that I think the Eagles fell in love with with him. And he needs to he needs to get a little bit more contact balance. When he was used on swings and um, and jet sweeps and all that, he would he would go down way too easily. He'll give yeah. he'll give <laughs> what the what, what the guys are are giving him, but he won't get more than that. He breaks zero tackles. Yeah, that, that and, I was. That's the one thing I when I was watching him, I was thinking like, I don't want this guy anywhere inside. This guy's right, got to stay right. on the outside, right? Like, same with exactly. the, we're going to talk about the Kez Watkins pick. Another guy too. These these two guys, I want them outside the numbers. These guys, I don't want anywhere near the inside of the field. They'll get smoked. Yeah, they will. They yeah. will. But the thing, the thing with Hightower as well, he's really raw. Like, he has 81 catches yeah. in college. He, he needs to get more consistent with his routes, and that, that will come with experience for sure. I think yeah. Hightower, unlike Watkins, is a lock to make the roster regardless. He's going to yeah. contribute immediately. And and there is, like, I saw some I saw some funny comparisons. Usually I don't like NFL comparisons, but, but one that I like with Hightower, I saw Kenny Stills, um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I saw, like, I don't think he'll have the slot potential, uh, the, the slot uh, seen that as much as a guy well, like I hope, I hope I hope he doesn't go on the slot. <laughs> exactly, he and he, he's just slot. a natural. He's a natural on the outside. In terms yeah, exactly. Of getting him deep. So, I, like, why would you? Why would you even consider not getting that? The yeah. thing about him, though, he, he's a little bit. He's a little bit thin. He's one eighty nine, mm-hmm. and he's six one. Um, so, yeah. I mean, could put on a little bit of muscle just to not get taken out of his routes as much when he's going up against physical cornerbacks. So we'll, t- we'll talk to him in a little bit when we kind of break down uh, the depth chart. I-, I have a couple words on the wide receiver course. So let's jump into pick six. We're going to the sixth round now. Pick 196, linebacker Sean Bradley from the Cherry in the White, Temple University, Philadelphia's own. Tell us a little about Sean Bradley. All right. So, so, so far I've sounded pretty optimistic about the guys that I've gone through. I'd say, right. Would you say? I'd say yeah. That. Yeah, you have. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I, so it I, breaks, I knew this was coming too. Cause I'm not a Sean Bradley guy. I'm not a huge fan of this pick. So it, it, it breaks with Sean Bradley. That's where, that's where I don't, I, I, I can't put my straight optimistic face on anymore. I, um, I had a chat with an Eagles fan sometime when I was going through linebackers in the pre-draft process. And, and I said, who do you guys want me to look at? He said, Sean Bradley. And I was like, who? And he's like, oh, you know, the guy from Temple. Like, okay, I'll, I'll put on one game of him. I saw three quarters, and I instant, I turned it off. I couldn't watch anymore. I saw, I saw a guy who who ran fast. Everyone knows that, but he his his play speed on the field is not fast. Like he's lazy. He doesn't very lackadaisical. Right, very, and, yeah. and it's uh, and and I I don't know if it's a, if it's a processing issue. I don't know if it's because he sees something and he doesn't believe it and he hesitates, and so he doesn't really explode. Um, to the ball carrier or, or whatever it is, but but when he like and when I see him over pursue, which he does quite a bit, he doesn't really like, he doesn't turn around immediately and start running for the ball carrier like he like he wants to tackle him afterwards. He sort of like gives up on the play like oh maybe someone else will make the make the tackle and I couldn't watch that, so I took a little break from it. Mm-hmm. I went back and I watched him and. Uh, he he just he doesn't look like a, a linebacker to me to be honest uh, he won't play through blocks he 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 will he will not stay disciplined to gap responsibilities when the offensive line uh, are pulling and the gap switch over he'll just leave the other linebacker on his own by not getting over with the pulling guard so he would get, he would he'll leave up a gap and he'll basically take himself out of the break, um, out of the play and it goes with the same whether it's again blocks in his o line or, or right receivers he just dances around and doesn't choose where he wants to his awareness on the field in general is is poor he doesn't really use his hands that much and i mean he, he tackles well uh mostly when he's when it's inside the tackles once he gets outside the tackles it it, it doesn't it's not as pretty 
But I guess the thing about him is that he's an athlete and the Eagles drafted for speed and he has that. And let's be honest, I mean, he was a sixth round pick, right? I believe. Yeah. If I remember. You know yeah, what? Yeah, like, right. If you look, if I've always kind of said when you get to the later rounds, you always want to kind of like swing for speed or something right, one exactly. like something like one trait that like that's that that pops off the field that pops right, off so the, the tape right so you don't want to go after like an okay guy everywhere like if the guy's really fast and he's in the sixth round by all means take a swing here but i i, I agree i agree with you i i i, I kind of I, I jumped into some of his tape um last night and i was looking and i'm just there's not to me there's nothing there i don't see if he's going on the field for the philadelphia eagles next year there's a problem Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. You uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, yeah. or, or I'm proud of me. Someone did their job. We're, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're, we're on the same page here. All right, let's jump into pick number 200, six round Kez Watkins out of Southern Mississippi. Another fast, uh, everyone here, they drafted fast, but another fast wide right, receiver. Exactly. Tell us a little about Kez Watkins. So Kez Watkins, another, uh, another skinny guy, um, Another uh, a small school guy as well, I believe, right? Southern Miss, yep. that's not that big, right? Yep, Southern Miss. Uh, so I'm not the football conferences. I'm still getting into the hang of it. I, I'm starting mm-hmm. to get into the, like, the bigger conferences then, but <laughs> I'm working yeah. on the smaller ones where they're actually – so he's lightning fast. He's <laughs> yeah. one of the fastest guys. When you get him in open field, he will he'll make people pay. Like he will he will definitely he'll – make, he'll, make, he'll burn some people. And – like 50-50 situations when like as soon as they as soon as they get downfield and you have to go up and grab a ball he'll position himself well uh, he will he'll use his body to to shield off defenders pretty good um there was a guy that that I really was down on uh, whom I oh yeah Colin Johnson uh, of Texas right big guy extremely big you you would look at uh, Colin Johnson and think wow that guy's going to shield some people off mm-hmm. exactly the opposite Kes Watkins yeah. to me is, is better at shielding a ball than, than a guy like Colin Johnson and speaks yeah. of volumes for guys that's six six foot uh, and and one eighty something, but he has a long way to go. Uh, yeah. he, he he's not he's not as um he's not big. He'll get he'll get thrown around uh, by physical cornerbacks. And I I, th- I think with guys of uh, of Watkins size, when they're playing in the smaller conferences where people are so f- afraid of speed that they're just in their head. They're just going. I need to predict where this guy is going so I can follow them instead of playing um, reactively to them and get their hands on and play physical. I think he dominated that part in college. I'm worried about it when it comes to the NFL. We'll see how it goes for him. I like him to be a little bit more quick, a little bit more twitchy. His routes are not that great, but he he's he's exciting. He's fast. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely de- uh, destined for the practice squad. I, I don't see him making roster, But, hey, you know what? The Eagles definitely wanted, wanted speed on the outside. And look, I think he was, what, in the 99th, 99th percentile of, of, right, the, of right. the four-yard dash. So, you know what? It, it's almost like – yeah, it's almost like they, they just went – like, even with the Sean Bradley pick, it's almost like Howie Roseman and, and company has kind of looked at the 40-yard dash times and the athletic testing for a lot of these guys. Like, you know what? Like, they're all – in like the 95th percentile of 40 yard dash for their position. So it's what pretty something. You know, okay, okay. Does he want to play and is he fast? Or is it yeah, like the, the, the piece of paper. You saw the piece right. of paper, right? Is he healthy? Can he can he run? And um, what was it? Is he healthy? Can he run? And does he want to play football? Or something right, like that? exactly. And, and that, he, that's a question. He definitely that, does. That's a question I want to ask you about the, the piece of paper. We'll jump into that right after this. Let's, fin- let's finish off the speed round here. We're going sixth right. round, pick 210. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name. Let's go with Prince Tega off of the tackle out of Auburn. Um, <laughs> go. Yeah, Winogo. This is a guy. This is a guy that I know that that shouldn't have been there. I think there's some sort of medical red flag is the reason he fell away to sixth round. But tell us a little about Prince. Uh, yeah. So the uh, w- when they drafted Prince, I was a little bit kind of like with the Hertz thing. I was annoyed by the um, by the 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 way they drafted in the sixth round i wanted prince to be the first guy and i wanted bradley to be the last guy and then watkins in between because Mm -hmm. they could just watch this guy fall and fall and fall is unbelievable to me so we we talked about driscoll he played guard and he played uh uh tackle a little bit of center you heard there uh prince uh played left and uh, right tackle so he he's got versatility in his own in the sense that he can hold down both sides uh, of the offensive line is something that's huge considering Dillard sucks at right tackle and Lane Johnson probably sucks at left tackle relative to what he does yeah. at right tackle. So it's having getting, a guy it's a, getting in general, getting a left tackle in the sixth round, just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like these guys oh, exactly. are always gone before. There was right? a little bit of concern about his, uh, I think it was a knee. And then I looked it up and it was a meniscus. 
uh, kind of yes. like with, uh, with Judy, that he had had uh, arthroscopic knee surgery at some point, and it was for a meniscus. And generally, when I'm talking about uh, 22-year-old players who has meniscus surgery and they play an entire season afterwards, I'm not worried about it. Um, so, so for me, that red flag is probably a little bit overblown. We'll see. Maybe he doesn't mm -hmm. line up at all anytime. Then it's, it's just a six round pig out the window, but that's how it is. So, mm -hmm. uh, Prince is long as yeah. hell. He's, uh, he's six foot seven. He's got incredible long arms and he uses the arms well, uh, when taking on, um, bull rushes, something that we know Dillard has to learn a little bit more. So, so Prince will, will, will get his hands on an, on a defensive lineman quick and, and kind of stall the momentum before they actually hit him uh, with power, uh, kind of like holding his ground a little bit up that way. And that is something he needs to do when he's that long, because obviously you're not going to, you're not going to play with the same leverage, uh, mm -hmm. but he's, he's, he, he plays a little bit, he plays squatty. So that's good for him. Um, now he needs to work on his get off uh, in, in the, in the run game. Like he, he barely moves, um a lot when he's taking uh when he's take, getting off the first step so again mm -hmm. you're getting a pass protection guy um allowed one sack and about uh, 850 pass snaps in the past two years i really like uh i really like prince um i saw his tape against uh uh kayla long Shishong or whatever his name is Kay i think that, that kayla von chase on Right, so I think yeah. that's harder than Winogo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and he, I mean, he held he held his own pretty well. Um, saw a little bit about um, and Fernie Je uh, Jennings Jenkins Jen Jennings from uh, Alabama, who uh, was drafted by the by the Patriots, and he gave him some trouble a little bit uh, with inside moves because Prince sets up very uh, he he sets up deep fast because he 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 wants to get he wants to get the edge faster than anyone else. But mm -hmm. I, I believe in Prince. I think that he he's going to stay on the team, and I I think he instantly looking at looking at the roster. I think instantly he becomes one of the the, the first to swing tackles on the team. It's interesting. I I have him kind of destined for a phantom IR. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like what they did with Mylotta for sure. Um, could be an option depending on how yeah. far, how big they are on on guys like Mylotta. Yeah, I, I I like I like this Prince pick. This is probably my second favorite pick of the of the third of day three. Um, look, like I said, whenever you can get a tackle. In the sixth round, like like a, like a left tackle potential starter there, like he, look he he like the, probably he's probably not going to pan out, right? Like sixth round day three picks never like it, the odds are you're not going to pan out, but you, like I said, at least not wanna, right away, right? Exactly, exactly. You always want to take big swings in, late in the draft, and that's the way the Eagles did. And, and I'm and I'm happy with the Prince pick. I thought it was a great pick. All right, let's but finish off quickly. Been, uh, right, because because it's quick. Any guy who's been playing in the SEC at the level that he has, I I'm I'm be willing to to give us that guy a shot. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's finish off quickly before we jump into kind of the, the bigger scheme of things. Seventh round pick, pick 233, linebacker Casey Tuhill from Stanford. Tell us uh, quickly about Casey Tuhill. So when the Eagles drafted him, I immediately went Casey Tuhill because I did not have <laughs> – I did not see a lot of this guy prior to yeah. – Prior to the draft, and and I'm still to get on him a little bit. Um, but I saw I saw some of his tape. Once again, really raw athlete. But he but but put a put an exclamation mark after the athlete bit. Like he's got 90 second um, 90 second percentile broad jump, 91st percentile vertical jump, uh, 93rd height, and, and he's got a pretty respectable 40 yard dash. Um, arm length is fine, so he's got all the tools there. He's raw as they get in terms of yeah. pass rushing. And he is he, he he's he a guy tested who tested very well. Like if you look at his testing number, he, test, well. he tested better than Chase Young did. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But he, like he like I said, testing never really testing doesn't always pan out to the field, right? So exactly. But he, obviously, he had his best year in nineteen. Uh, had eight sacks, had eleven QB hits, so he got after it a little bit. He um, has a lot of things that he needs to work on. His he, his hand coordination when he's getting to the edge is not really that that great. He doesn't like he, he's a little bit slow in the run game. He he, he has he, like you, you watch him rush the rush the pass. You see him go against an offensive lineman. You just think, what is your plan, man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I like Casey from from a, from the perspective again. Seventh round pick, athlete. Let's see let's see what he can do. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, um, it looks like the Eagles. Um, well, thanks for that. Um, so there, there's our day three picks. Um, it's good to kind of get uh, get the fans a little spin on every single one of them. Um, yeah, it looks like what the Eagles did in day three, um, and probably you could argue across the board here in this draft is they 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 emphasized combine and testing numbers. 
And right. Like, they, to they, me, they also, it, it, uh, they also it, uh, versatility is another thing. Yeah. Like a lot of these guys, you can move around the field, the positionless player um, kind of thing. You know, Jim Swartz, Jim Swartz's defense kind of uh, has that a lot going on with Malcolm Jenkins. Remember, always going to box, stuff like that. So, yeah, it looks like the Eagles. And you know what? What, what were you really going to do if you think about it, right? They, these guys weren't able to – you weren't able to have a lot of pro days. You weren't able to get your hands on a lot of these guys in person, right? So there wasn't too much to go off of, um, right? Like, it's like I, I don't mind the way – I like the speed theme. Like, if you're going to go for a theme in the draft, I, I like speed. Like, th- this is exactly what the Eagles need, right? Like, th- this is – yeah. Guys that are athletic, guys that can move. Like I, I'm happy with it. In general, in the way the Eagles draft went all like all around, I'm happy. However, let's move into day two of this draft because I know that's a hot topic. Eagles take quarterback Jalen Hurts with the second. Oh, um, you're gonna jump right into it. You're not gonna start out slow with Dave, with Damian Taylor. You're gonna jump right into <laughs> no, it. We're going right. We're going right into Jalen Hurts here, man. I, I got to talk right about it. Moment, I, right. I, I want. I want your opinion. I want your action because I. I blew a casket on my podcast the next day. I was so upset. I'm so, I'm so furious. I've obviously calmed down. However, the pick to me, I still cannot stand it. I think it was probably. I, I, I've been following this team for a very long time, and it's possibly the worst draft pick I, in, in recent memory. Maybe Danny Watkins, the firefighter we took. 10 years right. ago maybe that's up there but like i just think it was such a missed opportunity to get a, a day one starter right like if, if you take a look if you take a look at this draft class and i'll just bring it up now who's stepping in day one and playing jalen rager and, and that's probably it right like what, what's what's your opinion what, what was your reaction to the the jalen hurts draft pick um disbelief uh yeah. at first um first i thought it was uh i actually thought it was a joke I thought it was fake too. I thought it was fake too when I saw it on Twitter at the beginning. I thought yeah, it was, I thought it was fake because that would. I don't know why I thought that would make sense, but but I I was uh, like I really thought it was a joke, and and I didn't believe anything. I turned off Twitter, and then I just started watching the draft because it was obvious a little bit behind uh, what everything that came out on Twitter. And then as soon as they said it, I was like, "Damn, I guess they just did that." <laughs> and then I just started to think, like, why? How would this make sense in any form or fashion? And I think I, I was. You have a theory? Little... I would love to hear a theory. Can you tell me what? Can you give me some sort of yeah, theory? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to because give I got you. Nothing. Um, I got nothing I'd, here. Yeah, because I'd love to give you my theory. But first, I'd like to know why. I, I'd like to hear from your perspective why you think it was 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 as bad as it was. So you mentioned missed opportunity. Like there, there was so much talent left on the board. You had H. E. Epinenza sitting there. Um, you had guys like Jeremy Chin sitting there. Like the, the problem, like the way I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, the way they've kind of attacked the, the draft class the past couple of years. Like if you take a look back, they're they're always taking guys that are one hundred percent not able to start that year. Like let's take a look, Sidney Jones drafted in the second round, right? Mm-hmm. We we hundred percent knew he he had the torn ACL, he or Achilles injury. My apologies. He was not stepping on the field the next year to be a starter. Oh, the Andre Dillard pick. We took Andre Diller in the first round. He was 100% not stepping on the field the next year to be started because we had Jason Peters. And then again, yeah. we do it again. Jalen Hurts. Uh, same with the thing on white side. There you go. Like it, it, It's classic example. Like You know what? That's usually fine. You're, you, don't, you don't go into the draft picking for the next year, right? That, that's the wrong way to look at it. You always want to build the future. I get it. That's usually okay. But not this team. Like Not right now. This team needs... Guys that can step in day one. Like, there's a lot of playing time, in my opinion, up for grabs right now. Like, are, at the you, saying, um, are you seeing the Eagles are a win now team? Exactly. Yeah. Well, are we, we are, aren't we? Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to get back to that. So remember that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, it's, if you take, like, I think there's so much playing time up for grabs on this roster, <clears throat> and rightfully so. Like, cornerback, if the Eagles took a, if I know there wasn't a lot of cornerbacks left, Christian Fulton, I think, was still left at pick 53. Um, right. They could have taken him. I, I wasn't huge on him. But let's say they take Christian Fulton, for example. He could potentially step in day one if he has a good camp, everything pans out, and he could be playing out the other side of Darius Slay. Because in my opinion, the corner the corner position is completely up in the air. No one knows who the hell's playing where besides Darius Slay on one side of the ball. That, that's pretty – that's set in stone. The rest, who knows? Linebacker, right? right? Like, and this, this goes to the Davion Taylor thing. Davion Taylor is a great prospect. He, he, like, we got him at the end of the third round. He's got plenty of upside – but he's very raw. He's not stepping Extremely. in. He's not stepping in day one and playing defense. Like he, he'll probably he might be a special teams contributor right out the gate, and he probably mm-hmm. should because he's that athletic. But like he's not playing. He's not playing through down linebacker for us. And, and like it just Kayvon Wallace and Jalen Rager, in my opinion, 
are the only two guys like Kayvon Wallace is maybe 50-50 to be the third safety, if that. So like if you take a look at this team, the only guy that they took to be a who's going to step in and be a starter is Jalen Rager. Like if you, right. I think and they're going to have a lot of situational guys. Like Kayvon uh, Wallace is going to see the field. Uh, we, we know that for sure. He he's going to get in there with you. Like if if they like him a lot and he shows out, uh, Jim Schwartz he, loves his young defensive guys. Like we we yeah, always know exactly. that he falls in love a lot, right? And, and let's be honest, like the, the guys they have at the position where Kayvon Wallace would be a picture perfect fit uh, fit is uh, Jalen Mills and Will Parks, and yeah. and re- let's see how let's see how McLeod plays this year. I'm glad to have McLeod back because it's some familiarity and some veteran leadership there at the back end. But he did not play very well last year. And the guy on the field who has the most range on the Eagles defense, who was the most versatile outside of Rodney McLeod, or maybe even with Rodney McLeod, but just not as good at free safety, is Will Parks. So if you put him back there at some point in the season, then you only have Jalen Mills to really line up at that <clears throat> that box safety, uh, uh, nickel and dime safety out there outside the box. Uh, mm-hmm. And and then you then you might as well uh, need Kevon Wallace if he beats out uh, Jalen Mills, which I think is a real possibility. So here's here's a question for you: Do you think that Jalen Mills goes back to the outside? Because I think picking Kevon Wallace there pretty much says that he Jalen Mills put, uh, will probably Jaylen going Mills back outside, outside, like, outside cornerback. Yeah, like I, it makes sense, right? Like they didn't draft a corner, so they they. I mean, they, they, they I hope not. But 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 so maybe you, you, would, you would like him. You would you would rather you'd rather see him at the safety position than back at corner. Yes, because he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have to think about playing deep as much as he he would be uh, be doing at the box position. Like Jalen Mills has always been physical guy at, at at the point of press coverage. He's always been a guy who played the best when he could just play underneath and not have mm-hmm. to worry about things getting deep. He he's one of the best tacklers in the secondary of the Eagles. Like let's give him that at least. He he knows how to hit and he'll 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 throw his body in there. He can take on a block. Um. So so he has some of the things going on from there. I still would not. Like if you put Jalen Mills and Will Parks next to each other and said Thomas pick someone to play the box linebacker, uh, box safety, I would still pick uh, Will Parks because he's been doing it a lot more than uh, than uh, Jalen yeah. Mills has, and he's he is like he's just a freak. He, yeah. I, I'm so impressed with Will Parks. I do not know how this guy was not re-signed to the Broncos uh, roster. He's played as much free safety as he's played box linebacker, as he's played slot cornerback, as he's like as he's played outside cornerback. He's played everything. Yeah. And he's he's not been horrible on any of them, and he's been really good. Like even he played Mike linebacker against the against the Browns, uh, one game, and and he he obliterated a gaps. I have not seen anything like it. Uh, a guy about two hundred pounds just shattering guards back. Like, are you kidding me? So I'm I'm high on Will Parks. I think he's gonna do yeah. it real well. So um, like I, I like Will Parks too. Um, and I think it's a great signing. But back to like the kind of point, like. If you if you take a look at the grand scheme of things in, in this in this depth chart um, going to next year, like you, you lose Malcolm Jenkins and you replace him with a Will Park slash Jalen Mills slash Kayvon Wallace. Right. Like to me, to me, you lose there. Like on the corner side, yeah, you get Darius Slay on one side, which which I'm not gonna like I love I, I love Darius Slay. It's just it's a lot to be relying on there, right? And right, in the other corner, in the other corner we got we don't know. And then like the linebackers, what like TJ Edwards is probably and Nate Gary. Nate Gary's gonna be our three down backer. Like Nate Gary's probably gonna be our hundred percent guy playing hundred percent. And I know you're not a Nate Gary guy. I know I know that for a fact. I'm, I'm not counting on Davion Taylor to beat out yeah, on Nate like, Gary. That's true. <laughs> to me, like, see, this is my point. Like Davion Taylor is a great prospect, but there was definitely other linebackers on the board you could have taken there that could have stepped in day one. Like you, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, Davion Taylor can't step in to that specific example, I wouldn't say there's anyone stepping in day one. Like, it was a really raw uh, class. Like, uh, you'd have a guy like Willie Gay, super raw guy. You barely saw the field at Mississippi State. You have a guy like Logan Ryland, uh, who played Mountain West at Wyoming. I talked to his coach, and his coach loved him, but he's also said that he's got a lot of things to work on when he, like, to going into the NFL, sort of like when he came from high school and went to Wyoming as well. And then the, the like the next couple of guys in line, they're, they're not they're just not guys you throw into the starting lineup. So, to linebackers specifically, I don't think they missed out on anything there. But let's say let's look at cornerback real quick. So a lot of cornerbacks dominate in college, and they they get they get thrown around a little bit when they go into the NFL. Even some of the, the higher prospects, they go into the NFL, and you 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 hear a lot about them at draft day. And then come the season, you don't hear that much because. Like they're struggling a little bit to begin with. That's just a thing that cornerbacks do a lot. You see, basically, you see with every position going into the NFL. Like it's going to be a rough transition phase for a lot of the guys. Yeah. All right. So let me just get back to to 
my theory on the um theory on the on the Jalen on Jalen Hurts pick. Um, so I look back and from in in 2012, you know, Michael Wick um was the quarterback for the Eagles. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson, Macklin, all those guys, they were balling out. They had they had a great year in 2012. Then they decided still to, to to pick Nick Foles with an early third round pick, even though they had Vic uh, starting at quarterback. Why? Because Vic was playing at, at a style of game that that just invited injuries. And th- the next year, uh, 2013, Vic got injured. Nick Foles comes in to take over from. Him. That's where he had his famous 27 touchdowns, two interceptions season. Then he took Eagles yep. to the playoffs, and like it was all fine and dandy. They didn't win the whole thing. Then you had 2017 happen. Obviously, Carson getting injured, Nick Foles taking over, uh, like as a, as a you know the quality quality backup quarterback that he is, played terrifically in two games at least. Then he had a team around him that uh, that did enough to win against Atlanta, and they get the Super Bowl victory. 2018, when it goes down again, and the point in the season where the Eagles have a losing record, their backup quarterback comes in, takes over, gets in the playoffs. Wins against the Bears, like Nick Foles did not win that game. Let's be honest, but he did enough, and and the t- the team won, and you, you go on and almost beat the Saints. But now you're in 2019. You don't have a backup. The only backup is a 40 year old guy who's wearing crutches, and you, you, you your team your team threw a late round pick on a guy like on a guy like Thorson on a in like a fifth round pick. And I was that, mad about that last year using a fifth round pick like just like no, the, exactly. the, the lack going, of resources like just the lack the lack of knowing like when to use your resources when and where like you take right. fourth and then I was mad about that and then they go ahead and do this like uh, right. but so, go on so, sorry so, go on go on go on so Thorson was basically just to pick up the window uh, like, yeah. any and, and and people who want to get mad about like oh you take a you take a swing on a back out a backup quarterback late in the draft well if you do that the percentage of the guys sucking ass and not being Tom Brady is pretty high yeah very uh, high very high. Like, well, like so, I'm fine. I'm usually fine with taking quarterback late in the rounds. If you like a guy and you want to develop him, go for it. But do that right. in like day three. But no, continue. I know where you were going with this. I'm guessing is the backup right. quarterback is important for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right? Is exactly. That, that's kind of, okay. Exactly. So, 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 why, so the no. the result of last year was that even though the rest of the team, just like with Nick Foles, we can give the Eagles 2019 roster a lot of shit for being not that great, and they had a ton of injuries. But the fact is that without any quarterback at all, you had a guy 40 years old limping around the field. You still won the game. You still lost the game by one score, and. And that was just like it was an it was heartbreaking for the for the yeah. for the the, 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 the season to end that way when Carson Wentz played as well as he did in the final four games, winning all the divisional. Now Wentz has been losing like he's been missing the last three playoff runs in a row. The way yeah. he plays is like you want to believe like you want it or not, he's playing the way that Michael Vick is playing just, uh, with a little bit of twist to it. He's Sim- inviting similar playing styles, similar, not, similar not the exact same, but yeah, no, exactly. He, he wants to get out the pocket. We yeah, want him yeah. to get out the pocket because that that's where he's really good. And yeah. you want him to use his legs, and he's extremely good at that, no doubt. He's one of the to me, Carson Wentz is one of the most skilled quarterbacks, and we've yet to see him hit the ceiling because of the the amount of, of terrible talent that he's had at wide receiver is just atrocious. Mm-hmm. But the way he plays comes with the risk of getting injured. And if you don't have a good backup quarterback, then that's it. That's the season. Yeah. Just like it was in 2019. Now you want to go ahead and, and tell me that we, that we should sign a, a veteran off the street, a guy like James yes. Winston. Or yes, do Cam that Newton instead. Please. Like said. Like, do well, that instead. Like that, that, you ha- you like, have a team who who is who is – they're, they're – they're not able to draft cornerbacks for four years in a row that are that are starting quarter. Like right now, we're looking at the roster and saying who's starting next to, to Slay. We don't know yet. No, we not a clue. So that's why this pick makes no damn sense. Except, like, but that that that's where I say the opposite because you 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 want money to be able to trade a pick and sign a guy like Slay to a major contract. How do you do that? You do that yeah. because you have cap space for it. If you sign a guy off the streets who is a veteran quarterback, you don't have the same amount of money. But that that's I mean that's one of the points. You can also say you want to invest in the backup quarterback position, and then you're you're up to like spending forty plus million of your cap on 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 quarterback and backup quarterback. That's one strategy. You could do that. But why why aren't you not signing a, a veteran? First thing, they're expensive. We can agree on that. And second of all, you have the whole thing where you're saying this is Carson's team, and Carson does not. He, he should not have a quarterback breathing down his neck like Nick Foles did. I know Nick Foles is a little bit more magnified because he won the Super Bowl here, obviously. So there's a lot of more bias on that. But having a guy like Jameis Winston, who's been starting for the Buccaneers for four years, five years, I don't know how long it was, 
He's been a quarterback, a starting quarterback for the for the entire career. He's just waiting for Carson to get injured so he can get back there and be a starting quarterback because he knows exactly what he's doing. He's been doing it for a long time. He, in his mind, he's the starter. No one's going to tell him what to do. And three, there's a reason he's that a guy like Jameis Winston is available. Like the dude threw thirty thirty. That is, and I know he had eye surgery and he's going to blame it on that. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that that's just it. May not be the biggest thing, but it's just another thing to me. Four, they have zero trade value. Guys know who they are. They're expensive. They're not guys that anyone's going to go out and say, oh, he, he played well for the Eagles. We're going to trade a second or first round pick for him. It doesn't work that way. Eagles flipped a first round and a potential second round pick for a guy like Sam Bradford because he played yeah, like Yeah, but that was Viking stupidity. You know? Right. But take the, <laughs> but but take, take a guy like Hurts. Put him in a, in a couple of of, um, of preseason games where he balls out with, with, with some of the, the speedy wide receivers that we just but is got. he going to ball out? Like, right. that's the problem. Like, I'm not I'm not. That's a risk. On, it's a risk. Yeah, like Jalen Hurts is not – like he's not the next – it's like Joe Montana walking at the door. He's a, he's every, Jalen Hurts will be a below average backup next year, probably even less than that. He's such a project. That's that's the one thing that sorry for cutting you off, but that's the one thing that's frustrating me about this is everyone's like, we have to get a good backup quarterback. We have to get a good backup quarterback. Jalen Hurts I mean, is not a good backup quarterback. Man, like, he, I mean, he, he, right out the right out the gate, the gate, he's the exact same as every other rookie we talked about just before. Like every rookie coming into the league are going to struggle. That's just the way it is. But but having a guy who's a second round talent being drafted in the second round, I'm but very is he credible. Talent? Like, is he a second, second round, round talent? Is every guy, like, I, I had a, every guy. Then why, then why didn't then why didn't New England take him? Like New England was right ahead of us. They should have taken him. No other quarterback was taken in the in the second round except for Jalen Hurts. Like, are you 100 percent sure that Jalen Hurts wasn't going to be there at 103? No, I mean I'm 100 percent sure he wasn't going to be there at 103. Definitely. Uh, so, so I, I don't do a lot of quarterback scouting myself because I've never played yeah. quarterback and I'm not that good at it. So I, I rely on other guys to do that. And I, I rely on guys like Mike, uh, like, uh, Mark, Mark Schofield to does the quarterback, uh, show with uh, bleeding green nation. He's mm-hmm. a, like, I, I really love his way of, of evaluating quarterbacks. It goes at a level that I would never, ever be able to compete with. And he said, Jalen hurts is a second round talent gotten drafted in the second round. So I, he says that I'm down, that that's just, and that, that that's fine for me. And, so, I mean, the the thing about Jalen Hurts, he like we don't know exactly what he is. He he didn't start a lot um, when he was at uh, at Oklahoma. I think was it one season, more than half season. Yeah. So they, had, they like, the thing that's that's funny is like they had he had to transfer schools because he couldn't throw the ball. Like they had to tip, they had to pull him from that uh, that national championship game and put Tua in because they couldn't move the ball downfield. And then right. Hurts goes to Oklahoma. And look, he had a great season in Oklahoma. Don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts is a great college quarterback. He had, he, he almost almost he was on the run for the Heisman this year. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow going crazy, he's he's good. But if you look at the Oklahoma quarterbacks, look who the past two first round picks have been: Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And Jalen Hurts was starting quarterbacks. Up. Exactly, in, in the Oklahoma system, right? Oklahoma system will ignite quarterbacks. It clearly, right. right? If you go, if you're quarterback in Oklahoma, your your, your numbers are going to be drastically inflated, and, that, and that's but, just that's just fact. So why is so Jalen Hurts is drastically worse? I guess not I worse. Guess I, um, didn't have to didn't have the same years as these two guys, right? So the Oklahoma the Oklahoma stat line is drastically inflates them. Look, like I, I'm not Jalen Hurts. I could. Be a good quarterback in the NFL. I get it, but the thing is, is this Philadelphia Eagles team? They have a two-year window left with this core. You got Jason Kelsey getting old, Zach Ertz getting old, Fletcher Cox getting old, Lane Johnson getting old, Brandon Graham is older than all of them. Like the, the win, the window is now. The window is one to three years, and then probably you're going to start seeing a lot of these core guys move. Right? Am, am I wrong or am I right there? I think. I mean, I'd, I'd say you're right, but I think the, yeah. the I think we're looking at the value of of Hertz differently. Like I. I I would be so it, like there's so, just so much that goes into it. Like like I said, with getting a guy, uh, a veteran guy behind behind uh, Wentz. Like if they signed uh, Jameis Winston, then you, I I bet you that the the headlines would still come out that this guy is here to replace Wentz for when he gets injured, and if Carson gets injured, they're going to call for Jameis Winston. That is no I, see, like, I see, like I don't I see, like I don't know. Like Carson Wentz is head and shoulders above better than Jameis Winston. Everyone knows that. No one would think the Eagles are signing Jameis Winston to come be the starter. The problem right. is, is when you draft a guy in the second round, what message does that show to send to the team, right? I think that's 10 times worse than the Eagles signing a veteran. 10 times worse. It brings 10 times more drama, in my opinion. I guess I, I, 
I guess I don't. I, I, I just don't see it the same way. Because I look at a guy that they really like and that they they think they can grow into into something, and you put him up against second or third strings in a preseason game. He balls out. Some some teams uh, starting quarterback goes down. They need a quarterback. Boom. If you don't like uh, if you don't like where it's going with Jalen, you can trade him right there. Like there's just so many windows of trading him, and they go like really it goes to having him in playing a, a few games, play well, and. And the, the 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 stock market for him is going to go way up. It's, that's just the like Jamie Garoppolo didn't play a lot of games before the his hype got so overblown that it was borderline ridiculous. But they got a second round pick back from. They didn't get anything in the end. Like they got right. They, they got, so that, they that's got a point. Like, round, we, they I, got I a want, pick for a guy that didn't really groom to be anything. Yeah, but like, I don't I don't want a future pick. I want a player. Like they, they right, want right. players. So you know what I mean? That's the problem. They they, they should have went like, oh, we're gonna flip this guy like it's a house. Like there's some quarterback factor here. They should that, want that, to draft a young player, right? Like that's what that, just baffles me. Yeah, I think that's what what, what a lot of people are, are mad yeah. about. They they think they they like a lot of people think that the second round pick is going to turn out to be a starter immediately and help the team win immediately. But but yeah. I guess I'm just more pessimistic no. that any other position drafted yeah. at 53 is going to be a starter anyway. And I I wouldn't count on a second round pick on this team who's basically the only the second round pick that I can remember that the Eagles have chosen the Sack Ertz that did anything to contribute in the first season. So I wouldn't well, count Miles on Sanders. A Miles Sanders definitely. Right, Miles my, my Sanders yeah. definitely. Yeah. But but running back position is, is yeah, a it's, it's a lot different. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, no, but, look, look, but, look I, I get, I get, I get where you're coming from. Um, I, I do, I get the whole being a backup. I'm all for the Eagles getting a good backup for Carson Wentz. Like, like I'm all in. We've, we've all seen it. They, they need to go back a quarterback with this guy, with Carson right. Wentz as your number one guy. And I, you know what? That's fine. If you want to go invest in starting quarterback, but go pay the money. You know what I mean? Don't waste a second round talent like these. Like it's just, it, I also they have don't it backwards. Think that, I don't, I don't think that Jalen Hurts as a second round pick in terms of. Getting a quarterback is is in the same useless magnitude that a lot of people say. Like th- th- we've seen in the in the NFL that if, if athletic players, yes. regardless of position, can be used in packages and 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 used effectively. I just saw a little bit of Jalen Hurts. Uh, saw one game, two, maybe two games of him. When he runs the ball, he's he's athletic. Like oh, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a freak athlete. He is like he's cool. He, he, yeah, exactly. And, and, like, no, and no doubt about it. You can succeed in the NFL as an athlete. No doubt about it. I can guarantee it. you the first play, the first play we see from the Eagles, where you have Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts in the field at the same time. Carson throws the ball to Jalen. He scores a touchdown. Everybody's going to forget that he was a second round pick and that they didn't select some 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 cornerback for from LSU who's probably not going to be starting in his first season in the NFL anyway. And you're going to see Jalen Hurts running around making highlight plays, and that's going to get blown up in the media. And suddenly he's got more value than he that than he would actually be worth. Because, like you said, he's a project, a quarterback, but he's an athletic project that you can put a lot of tape on. Uh, you can put a lot of tape out, and you can put a lot of highlights out on him because he's a guy who can do more than just throw the football. So, even though he doesn't play quarterback, his stock is going to be rising the minute that he starts making plays on the field. And I think with Hertz, there's a lot more, there's a lot more chances of him making plays on the field early than you would of a guy say Eason or Fromm or any of the other guys. Oh yeah, are, no, for sure. Hurts definitely like Hurts definitely had the most upside there. You know what? Right. Look, look, you're 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 convincing me here a little bit. Like I I I I was so furious the day after, and like I've obviously calmed down. It just to me like it just seems like such a missed opportunity. Um and to get to get talent on the board, like look, right. you could you, H.A. Epinenza would have been perfect for this D line rotation, right? The, the, to me, there was just so much. There's just so many, so much playing time up for grabs on this roster right now. Um, I hated the biggest club because there was a lot of guys that I liked, but when I when I yeah. when I look at it afterwards, I also think that we have a tendency to get caught up in the moment of the draft because oh, when the draft is happening, we don't have yeah. anything else. Yeah. And when all of these rookies come on the field, we just the, the hype around them is just so incredibly low because you have all the other players and suddenly you forget about the rookie. So yeah. that's why I'm saying like right now, this storyline is going to get blown way out of proportion. But the minute that we have a full team stepping on the field and Hurts catches or runs uh, for his first touchdown, nobody's going to care a single thing about him being selected at 53. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, let, let's uh, let's kind of wrap up this draft class here before we go. Yeah, um, sure. give me kind of like a give me like a grade here, like let's, or we could talk about Jalen Rager first. Um, quickly, I like the I love the Jalen Rager pick. I'm a, you want to go? Uh, you want to go, David Taylor, real quick? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so because because I, I have one nugget on, on Taylor. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe it's something that a lot of people know. Like, why why is Damian Taylor so raw as he is? It's because in high school, he went to the Seventh-day Adventist church, and he didn't get to play a lot but of wasn't games. He not a, wasn't he not allowed to play in, in the darkness or something like that? Right. The, he, he, yeah. he wasn't allowed to play in the weekends. For every activity from Friday to Sunday morning, he would have to stay home. So he practiced with the team, but he would not he would not play a lot of games. Um, so, so he, like, he, he basically went to Juco because he didn't have any offers and, and he, he started three games. Then he got, um, then he got the, um, the, uh, offer from, uh, from Colorado. And the, 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 the one thing that stands out to me about Davion Taylor that I've not seen from any other of these players is, is the hustle. Like he, he grinds and he works harder than oh, yeah. everybody else. And it shows with his, when you have a guy with this amount of athleticism, PFF did, um, they had a, a draft for for only um, what do they call it. They call it uh, athleticism grade analysis draft only. So they just take the the, the athlete score of players and they they do a, a mock draft of that. He was selected with the thirty first overall pick based on athleticism, and and you you combine it with with his with his his effort. Like this dude is running seventy yards down the field, down thirty five to three. And making tackles and running backs who are wide wide open from him. I love the effort that this guy gives, and I think he's going to be a he's going to be a player for the Eagles in in, in two years, and he's going to be a contributor yeah. early on special teams in a big way. Yeah, no, I, I the Davion Taylor pick I, I do like, and, and it's cool. I like how you threw that nugget out. It is interesting. Like he he is very raw. That, that that is the one that's the one problem, right? Like he's not like asking him to step in week one and anchor this defense. Like, probably right. not going to happen. But, but, he's, like, but I, he's, he's really a man, and that is something yeah. Eagles utilize a lot from their outside yeah, like linebackers. If you, if the ability you, to cover a tight end or a running back, you're oh, golden. If you tell me, if you can tell, if you told me he's a starting linebacker in two years, I, I, I could, I could see it. Like, I, I'm, I'll right. listen to you. I'll listen. He's to better you. than Nate Gary already. Yeah. So Ex- exactly. Like, I'll <laughs> listen to you if you can take on Taylor two years. I, I, I'm willing. I'm willing to listen to you and and believe you that he's probably he could be the starting quarterback in two years, starting oh, linebacker God. in two years. But if so, he fails, um, I'm be so on the line. Yeah. So like, the, the, it's look. I just I hated day two. I hated the way day two went out. But anyways, let, let's talk about Jalen Rager before we go quickly. Um, Jalen Rager, Eagles take him first round. Um, were you happy with it? Did you want Jefferson? Like, what was kind of your? Uh, well, what would you? What you? What did you feel leaving day one? I hated day one more than I hated day two. Oh in the essence, wow! I, I had grown myself so hard in love with C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy that I was yeah. I was. I could cry myself to sleep that the Eagles didn't trade up to get him. Now, obviously, yeah. the price was probably See, like, no, more. But like, that's the problem. Like, that's the sorry for interrupting here. But like, think about this: Would you take C.D. Lamb or Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts? C.D. Lamb, probably right. I'll take like, Jalen Rager and Jalen Hurts over. Oh C. wow, wow, okay. Uh, but that is simply from the like that is simply from the fact that I think C.D. Lamb is one of the players you fall in love with so much from the college tape, and then when he goes to the NFL, there's a real chance that he's he's average, just a little bit uh, above average. But um, I I love C.D. Lamb, so obviously, but I yeah I I think Jalen Rager has grown on me a little bit more too, and I and I'm starting to buy into the whole uh, thought that that Jalen uh, Rager was higher on the Eagles board than C.D. Lamb. Um, well, obviously what we get is we get fed up by, by mock drafts and rankings from, from quote unquote experts. Uh, and, and we, we, we develop our own opinions from watching tape and all that. The fact is the Eagles offense in 2019 was one of the worst offensive I've seen in terms of speed. Like they were so boring. They were oh, so stacked. Yeah. Like every time they scored, uh, scored a touchdown, it would be a, a 10, 11, 12, 13 play drive. And you'd, it would take a couple of penalties against the defense to even keep the chains moving. And then you bring in this guy who, on fifty-two of his he, his completions in in college were a play of 15, uh, 15 yards or more, and he he has legit breakaway speed. That is, uh, he's an athlete beyond measure, uh, yeah. and and he he. He has good release and acceleration. He's dangerous after the catch. He needs to work a lot more on getting off press because it hindered his ability to run his routes precisely. And, and and that's why I think in the beginning of his career he's going to be lying as as an off receiver to begin with, so he won't face the pressure immediately, or, or he won't face press immediately. And and but the thing with Rager is there's so many ways to scheme him into being a weapon for the offense, and he will make people miss, and he will he will make them pay, and mm-hmm. and that is just the thing with him. And 
and, and you know everybody's seen the seen the the, the, the stats by now that that only thirty point seven percent of his, of his targets were were deemed accurate. That 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 is just it's it's just absurd. Like <laughs> yeah, you're playing, you're playing with a uh, with a college quarterback and every. Seven out of ten throws is off. Like, what? What are we talking about? Yeah, <laughs> if you, if, if everyone kind of goes at his yardage, and you know what, there is a legit excuse to why he didn't have right. as many yards. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's not like you can't. I, to me, the, the 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 yards argument is stupid because there is a legit reason why. So right. So so Jalen, the, the thing I love about Jalen the most is he's not just a speed a speedster. Like he will elevate for the ball in the end oh, zone. His patch radius is crazy. It's incredible. You, you yeah. can legit just throw a lot ball up there and, and count on him to um, count on him to get it. Now mm-hmm. he has some ugly concentration jobs, sort of the similar we saw with, with with KJ Hamler. It got it was worse in 2019. It was not that bad in 2018. And I think that the, the thing that I, I buy a little bit into the thing that he was he was thinking about making plays before even catching the ball because he knew that he had to catch it to make something happen in the offense that he was playing in. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that I think that's a legit thing with him. Um, but overall, he needs to work a little bit more on his routes. He's a dynamic player. He gives the offense exactly what they needed last year, and and he will be one of the guys that you can put in there and contribute immediately and grow with Wentz. And that's basically what we wanted from our, our wide receiver uh, in this draft. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I I liked, <clears throat> excuse me, I love Jalen Rager. Um, like January when I when I started watching these guys, he was on. He I had an eye out for him. Um, I even I even tweeted out about a week before the draft. I'm pretty sure. Like if I was a betting man, the Eagles are sticking at 21 and they're probably taking Jalen Rager because he's probably the, I didn't think Justin Jefferson would be there. Um, so I, I assumed that Rager was going to be pick at 21. Um, right. This is exactly what the Eagles were looking for, right? With the speed, with the, the emphasis on speed in this draft, you could tell right. like, they, they were looking, they were just as fed up as us, right? Watching this boring offense, it looks like. So they you can um, also put into the theoreticals always that if you put Jalen Rager on the field with Jerry Judy, um, and uh, and watch this guy Smith on the outside, and you put a guy like Tua at quarterback. He's going to be Henry Ruggs. Way, way higher than Henry Ruggs. Exactly. Yeah. So look, I, I liked. I'm fine with the pick, and you know what? He's going to step in day one and be on an outside receiver for the Eagles. What else can you ask for? Right. This is this is exactly what the Eagles needed at 21. Right. Um, so add, add a add a supporting cast like Marquise Goodwin and Deshaun Jackson. That guy's going to learn so much. Exactly. Right. Here. So I, I I'm fine with the pick. I liked it. Um, and then they did what they did on day two, which ruined my mood. Anyways, let's put a bow before we go. Let's put a bow on this offseason, Right. We're pretty much the depth chart. I'm not going to say set. We're all there's always some like little dink, dinky dunk signings and trades. And Howie Rosen's always known for the for the, the OTA trade and the training camp trade, right? We should always expect something like that. But all in all, in a vacuum, if you were told that this was going to be the draft, these are the guys we're going to sign a free agency, are you happy with what the Eagles have done so far this offseason? Going position by position, I think the Eagles have secured a um, a sufficient starting uh, roster to win the NFC East. And I think they have uh, they have acquired what I would say a good balance between veterans and rookies that could contribute should things go wrong. And we know the way Eagles injury history has gone throughout the past couple of years that things will go wrong and they will need guys to step up. And before we look over our shoulders, we'll have uh, Prince starting at a left tackle or right. What do I know? Yeah. Something. Something's gonna, uh, something's not gonna go right. Somebody's gonna get injured. We know that. Uh, people emerge. People demerge. Right? Like it, it happens. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. And, and and I just look at this roster and I look at uh, at, a, at a position like safety. Now you have guys who can step in with Kayvon Wallace. You have Will Parks who can get in there. Uh, you look at cor- uh, at um. Uh, de- uh, defensive line, you still have your starting core in Burnett, uh, Hargrave, I would assume, uh, Co- uh, Cox and Graham. And Josh Sweat took a major step forward. You signed a guy like Hassan Ridgeway. Malik Jackson is still here. Jannard mm-hmm. Avery, can't wait to see him in his second year with the team. Uh, on the offensive side of things, running back is set. Quarterback is set. I like the backup quarterback. Let's just go with that. Tight end uh, is one of the best in the league. Wide receiver has so much more speed than it has in in a long time. I think they they found two good guys to be to be depth um, depth guys in, in in Driscoll. Let's see if Prince is also one of the one of the backup guys, or if he gets fans uh, IR'd. I like where the team is right now. 
Uh, it, it's probably going to change a whole lot once the season starts, but but so far I think they did a they did a really good job while also preserving over 20 million in cap space that can carry over to next season. And they acquired a fifth round pick uh, for the next uh, for next year. Yeah. I think overall that is a pretty solid job. I like your, I like your optimism. Um, I, I you know what I I don't know. I'm so I'm so up in the air. I keep kind of swinging back and forth about how we did a good job, how we did a bad job. The way the way I look at it, kind of like in, like I said in a vacuum, is the Eagles are going to run out on offense a different left tackle, and if is Andre Dillard, let, let's be real, Andre Dillard is probably not going to be as Jason gets good as Jason Pierce was last year. Maybe oh no, just, don't be that will be that will be a, a lot right? Exactly. So like, th- there's a position on offense that there's going to be a fall off. Every one of the people on the O line has gotten older, right? So you can you have to kind of put into the uh, perspective that they're probably gonna um, maybe go down a little bit, but who knows? That that's a, that's a guess. But usually, still when people get older, high level, exactly, still a great offensive line across the board. And then when you take a look at the outside guys, like Jalen Rager is the guy that's stepping in day one, and it's going to be different, right? They're probably going to run up to Sean Jackson on the outside. JJ Ortega White says probably be, huge, though. yeah of course yeah but like we, the problem is is we're relying on a, him to come back and do that right they should have went into the offseason thinking we might not get anything of Deshaun Jackson and if we do it's a bonus mm-hmm. that's not the that's not the way they looked at it and I think that's a mistake and then you got Jalen Rager on the outside and then JJ Ortega Whiteside and Greg Ward. Say, say or, Deshaun Jackson or, uh, or Alshon Jeffrey. Let's see. Yeah, which I, I'm like assuming. I'm assuming Alshon's gone. Um, that's just my mm, opinion. I don't know. Maybe, we'll see. Yeah, but so then, like, if let's say Alshon Deshaun aren't there again next year, which is like maybe you could say a, a 40, 60, 50, 50 percent chance that these two guys are not going to be healthy week 17. You got Rager, you got Arcega Whiteside, and you got Greg Ward again. Right, like that, that that's 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 what we were in playoffs last year. I know Goodwin and Hightower. I know you're going to bring up those names, but like these are those are two guys. Like Hightower is still a fifth round pick. I think he's got upside. I think I think he I think at best he's a number three wide receiver like in the NFL. Like I, I you know, you're what, like counting you, on you're, you're, you're like in, in your in your scenario, your 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 best two players. Uh, I'd say where Deshaun Jackson, uh, your, your your speed guy. You you, you assume he's gone. Well, I'm assuming he's gone. Like I'm assuming like, right. like he might not be there week seventeen. Exactly, and right. that's that's a realistic. That's a real. That's something realistic to look at, right? Like it's not. It's not crazy. Right. So, 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 what is differently from last year is if if Deshaun Jackson goes down, you, your your offensive tempo doesn't stop. Uh, you you have a guy like Mar- like Marquis Goodwin is going to go in there. He's not going to be the superstar who's just going to get in the field, but he adds speed, and that is like already there. That is so much different from last year, and you still have Jalen Rager on the field, hopefully, yeah. right? And, and and that in itself is is two guys who add speed to the offense that were that was un, uh, unprecedented from last last season, and John Hightower, not the speedster of Jalen Rager and Marquise Goodwin, still a fast guy, and just the presence of him being there, it is it, just so much. I like I, I can't like Brendan, go back, watch two games of watch the Miami game, watch the yeah. Patriots game, and you'll <laughs> no, tell a hell of a lot better having four guys behind, <laughs> no, no matter no, no. how. Experience they are you like you yeah it'd be the same situation you put in jj take a white side last season like the, the, it, but you take away all the speed yeah no, i know i like i said i know i get i get where it comes from i'm i'm trying to uh, i you put a pest you put an optimistic side on this i gotta put like just like a spin on of it course, we're, we're kind of, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i'm just trying to show like what like we're we're banking on these guys we're banking on a guy like john hot we're banking on the health of sean jackson we're banking right. on Marquis Goodwin to come in and do something because his career has been—you could argue his career has been a complete and utter flop so far in the NFL. Like he hasn't—he mm-hmm. hasn't been over 400 yards once. I think a lot's a lot to do with quarterback play too. He's had some pretty bad quarterbacks in his career. Right. He hasn't found the right spot. But like, like again, we're banking on these on these 50-50s. You could argue, which, in my opinion, if I was going into this offseason, if I was Carson Wentz, if I was anyone on the offensive side of the ball, I would have said, let's get our guy. Let's get the C.D. Lamb potential. Let's get like someone like DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals, what they just did. Like, let's get enough of the question marks, enough of the mediocrity at the position. Let's get the guy. You know what I mean? And that's the way I would have done it. And I don't, I don't mind what they've done on the outside. Like, I don't. 
Like, I, I think Rager's, Rager's going to be exciting. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, would, of course, is going to be exciting. Right? We've, we've seen right. it firsthand. Like, I, I think there's there's a lot of potential here. It's just I would rather. I think have, it's a lot of. I think it's a lot of boom and bust. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd rather have the, the the situation where I feel more confident in the in the defense in the cornerback position oh, by sure. playing Darius Slay uh, yeah. and and settling with with offense with a bunch of like and the key word here is bunch of 50 50 mm-hmm. guys because the more 50 50 guys you have the higher percentages the chance that one of them is going to stick around and not get injured yeah. right so. Uh, and 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 uh, and then you spend all the money at other positions. Like the Eagles' wide receiver room is not that expensive at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> and but but and 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 you, you they decided to invest so much in the defensive line. You just pray that that their investment pays off and mm-hmm. that that group is going to be special because right now they paid for the defense to be a special unit. Uh, they they paid all their free agency money. I don't know. It, I know it wasn't a lot to pay Will Parks and and uh, and Roby uh, Roby Coleman. Um, but but you, you paid a guy like Darius Slay, you 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 paid Javon Hargrave, you still paid uh, Hassan Richway, and Malik Jackson still the team who's getting uh, a, a pretty decent salary around eleven million right there at that spot, and, and so all the money goes away for what you were to have on wide receiver, and I think their 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 key um, their key principle for wide receiver this season, whether you agree with it or not, I mean, we could debate. I, I'd, I'd also love to go out and get one of those surefire number one guys, but I think the, the keywords for them were youth and speed. Oh yeah, exactly. And and they've shown that this offseason. that that's the right. way they want to infuse youth and speed into this, in this offense. And, and they've done that. Like I'm not going to argue. And you know what? That, that might be, look, this might be the way to go. This might be what Carson once wanted. Like we have no idea what's up behind closed doors, right? But my opinion is the quarterback that you just gave one hundred, um, one hundred thirty million dollars, whatever the exact dollar was, to yeah. should probably have a big say in in the front office and of what what he wants. And you know what? This is maybe exactly what he wanted. Just speed on the outside. I don't know. I like, look. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this offense. They're going to be. They're not going to be boring. I'll tell you that if they can stay healthy. But, we're gonna um, have an ex- real like if preseason <laughs> games are played in 2020, we're gonna have an extremely fun preseason because yeah. there's gonna be so many guys to watch. <laughs> I agree. So look, it, it's it, they're definitely an interesting team. I, I think there's a lot more questions up in the air than I would have liked, but I, I I agree with you. I think I think we should be optimistic as fans, but like again, it's all gonna come down to how good Carson Wentz plays, right? And that's that's exactly how every season does play out. So um, th- this is awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Before we go, plug in your Twitter and plug in anything else you want the fans to take a look at. Right. Uh, yep. So I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, ThomasRP93. And I was told to make a YouTube channel by people because they didn't want to scroll through my uh, my profile to find uh, the, the videos that I do. Um, and, and that YouTube channel is called Breaking the Birds. It's my it's a pinned tweet on my on my Twitter as well. Uh, you're gonna find some stuff about draft picks if you want to go back and look at some of some who was drafted by other teams. I don't know why I would do that, but I, I guess it's up to people. And there's some a breakdown from Eagles in 2019 and some of the the Eagles. Uh, it's more in depth on the guys the Eagles signed. Uh, Davion Taylor I have three breakdowns on right now from games that I could find. Um, have an upcoming interview with Davion Taylor where I'm going to be sitting and, and watching some tape with him and talking about his expectations for the for the upcoming season and how it is to be a Philadelphia Eagles. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, everyone, check, check out his Twitter and check out his work. Thomas does great work. Anyways, thank you for listening. Again, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to give us a like. Make sure to listen to all our episodes. Help us out here, and uh, we will talk to you in a couple of days.